0: self-awareness and self-knowledge, you'll need to be looking at the handout to follow along this presentation. At the top of the handout, you see the words event, situation, relationship. Events happen all during the day. Things happen to us, we end up in certain situations that may be Just temporary, momentary. For example, someone cuts us off in traffic, or they may be long standing. For example, a situation at work or a situation in a marriage. And then there are relationships. How we react in relationships to what another does. Uh, And again, that could be just temporary or it could be long standing. So, all during the day, we encounter these events, um, or situations, or relationships. And in heart work, we want to become more self-aware of what happens at the moment of this event in order to grow in self-knowledge. So most of the time, we go down the left-hand side of this uh, column here. Most of the time, we feel something when an event happens. Um, For example, someone cuts us off in traffic. We might feel anger, or we might feel afraid. Um, But most of the time, after an event, or immediately during it, um, we have these these, uh, strong feelings, but we are not often aware of them. We skip over them. So let's take another example. For example, let's say we're at a party and someone comes up and kind of passes us by and goes to speak to someone next to us and completely ignores us. We also have an instantaneous response to that on the inside, but to acknowledge that we're not important enough good enough, popular enough, interesting enough for this other person to stop and speak with us is painful. It's painful. And it, it, as we said before, speaks back to former, you know, former wounds that we may be carrying. So most of the time, these feelings that they we, they immediately arise during or after an event, we skip over them. We skip over the initial in reactions and feelings, and instead, we immediately do something. So we might react emotionally. We might, um, depending on what it is, um, slam on the brakes, yell something out the car, for example, in a rage, uh, road rage. We might slam our hands on the table, we might kick the dog, we might uh, slam the refrigerator, <laughs> we might uh, turn on the TV, and, or we might pull out our phone and just start going through our Twitter feed, we might eat, um, we might do drugs. Uh, there's any number of things that we could do to react emotionally to what uh, we've just experienced. We also could try to fix it, or we could withdraw. We could find ourselves withdrawing. Um, A lot of it depends on our personality. We could also point fingers and blame somebody, or blame ourselves um, for something that's happening. Or we could be um, the explaining type, and we could try to explain what's happening even to ourselves or to other people to try to understand what's going on. So we are skipping over our initial reactions and feelings, we immediately do something, and after we've done something vis- visibly to everyone around us, um, we, we begin to have to think something. So our thinking often becomes reductionistic. We label on others or ourselves, we blame others or ourselves, We judge, we reject, we condemn, we explain, we rerun what happened over and over again in our heads, or we rehearse what we're going to do next time we have this opportunity, or next time someone does the same thing to us, or we rationalize it away. And after we've been thinking and thinking and thinking, we often have to say something, and our speech then becomes often destructive. We could end up gossiping, um, spinning stories, exaggerating what happened. Um, we, our speech can justify ourselves. And with our speech, we can divide people into groups. With our speech, we can pull up stories to exonerate ourselves. We also can predict the future. This continues. You know what's going to happen. So we skipped over our initial reactions and feelings. We immediately did something. After that, we had to think something. Then we began to speak. And finally, all of this, over time, leads into observable habits. Habits which often lead us into counseling. Um, habits like manipulation. And you can see how... This would be very um, devastating in a relationship, right? Or even in a situation and begin to manipulate it. Um, We we develop rigid and repetitive behaviors. Um, We have addictions. Um, We develop delusions about what's really going on and fabrications. We project onto other people the pain that's in ourselves. We become very defensive and we end up being depressed, you know, and all of these are painful. These are the things we actually see. We can um, convince ourselves of the, quote, virtue of what we're thinking and why we're thinking of it, and, and what we're saying and why we're saying it, and the good of why we're saying it. We're saying the truth. Um, but when it comes to the level of, of observable habits, It begins to destroy ourselves, and we begin to need help. And our inner space then becomes fragmented, disconnected, chaotic, and distracted. All because that very first step we skipped over. And heartwork starts here. Heartwork starts by saying, when something happens, or at night when you're reflecting on a relationship or a long-standing situation. What is going on? What are you feeling when something happens? When this one thing happens in the relationship over and over again, what is your initial reaction? And it may take a while for us to find that initial reaction. So how do we stop? We can't sit there and and mentally try to figure it out um, because we probably are going to be um, still caught in the web of of the wounds that we're carrying and our, our predominant way of thinking and speaking about things our predominant way of reacting in what we do. So instead, the arrow in the center of the chart helps us see, as soon as something happens, to stop, to say, what is happening inside me? I know what happened outside of me, but what's happening inside me? There's a certain amazement at my inner reaction. I want to be involved with what I'm feeling. I notice it and am engaged. And at the beginning, this may take time, but the more facility we get with this practice, the more quickly we can go back and say, hmm, I was afraid. I was afraid, but why? Why was I afraid? So after we have this sense of amazement, we begin to notice that our the way we act, the way we respond is different. I may respond with curiosity. Now I wonder why I felt that. I wonder why I responded that way. Um, we could respond with an inquiry, with wonder. Um, we we realize that our actions. And responses show greater trust, um, greater flexibility, greater playfulness, and a capacity to wait. And we find ourselves asking, how is God at work in this? How is God at work in this? Not why did God cause this, but this happened, I'm responding in this way. How is God at work here? So once we've slowed down, we've stopped, we've responded with this capacity to reflect and to wait, we notice that the qualities of our thinking are different. We think instead of in labels and blaming and judgments, we think with flexibility, with openness with balance. We notice that our thoughts are more detached, that we prefer to consider various points and options, viewpoints and options, that our thoughts are more filled with joy, and that we allow God to be the protagonist. So you can begin to see that we are are moving in a completely different direction. And it all started with stopping and saying, what am I feeling? And being amazed at that inner reaction, involved and engaged to respond with curiosity. And over time, as we stick with this, we begin to notice that we experience intimacy. Intimacy with ourselves. Intimacy with others. Intimacy with God. There's a capacity to care uh, for ourselves, for others. A capacity to desire something different, to desire something better. There's a capacity to experience satisfaction. And we notice within ourselves the gift of spiritual poverty and obedience. And that then leads to an inner space that's very different. That, our inner space here, is filled with presence, silence, union with God and others, and inner harmony. And as we go through this process, shifts begin to occur. So the shifts that we discover are that God was present to me during the event. In all things, God accomplishes his desire that I be entirely his own and share his divine life. Nothing gets in God's way, not even ourselves. Um, We begin to see that the tenderness of the one who made and loves us is opening up for us through this process of self-awareness, this leading to self-knowledge. We can't truly know God until we have this experience of self-knowledge. So amazement then begins to shift the ground of our life into another dimension. So this is a wonderful chart to kind of think about your life at the end of a day, um, at the end of a situation, or during a situation, um, thinking about a relationship. But it also calls us at the beginning of the heartwork journey to do one thing. One thing. And that thing is to slow down to go back to, to with curiosity and wonder, ask ourselves, what did I feel at the moment that happened?